Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, you know what I always say, take it to the Lord in prayer. Now it's quite... Oh, my name is Omar Ruth, by the way, and I host the show. Uh, welcome to the episode. Now it's quite unusual for me to post a second podcast within the week, but I decided to because today I watched the McLaren F1 car unveiling, and you know I love McLaren because I love Londoners and I love Daniel Ricardo. So I watched the entire show and I was excited about it and decided, hey, why not do a podcast reviewing the show? So if you didn't watch the McLaren, um, F1 car unveiling, or if you watched it, just sit back, listen, and let's talk about what happened, and hopefully we enjoy it as well. Sorry to interrupt your news, but I am Homura Ruth, I host the show, and I come from Uganda. I love Uganda, it's a beautiful country in Africa, and there's a lot of different perspectives people have towards Africa and towards Uganda in general. So I decided to create a podcast called Zihumor Show that debunks the myths and ideologies about Africa and instead showcases the beauty of Uganda and Africa at large to you. Just look for Zihumor Show on any podcasting platform and you'll be sure to listen in. Okay, back to Formula One. So before we start off, um, it's only fair to say happy birthday happy belated birthday because i'm recording this at 1 58 a.m on february 16th so happy belated birthday to george russell george russell was born i think on february 14th what a nice day to be born i mean around the holidays so happy belated birthday to george russell welcome to 23 he's now 23 years of age i'm just a few months older than him but uh, happy belated birthday george russell now today, or not today, because it's one fifty-eight a.m., so it's not today, but yesterday, oh, it's weird saying that, yesterday, McLaren unveiled their Formula One car. It was an exciting launch. I love the fact that the event was very short, the one that we got to watch live, it was very short. I was watching on YouTube, and we were about, I think on the YouTube channel, I was watching on the McLaren YouTube channel, and we were about 150,000 plus people watching. And then the Formula One channel had over 50,000 people watching. And I haven't included the coverage from Sky Sports F1 and other avenues from which people watched. So a good number of people watched the show. Probably half a million people or more watched the McLaren unveiling, which is exciting. Loved it. It was filmed at the McLaren Technology Center in the boulevard. And... Um, it lasted for honestly for me it felt like it lasted for 40 minutes not even more than an not more than an hour 40 minutes straight to the point i was disappointed but then i liked that because at first when they used to tease the mclaren f1 car unveiling on instagram they were saying oh there's a few surprises here a few guests you didn't expect and all that but i watched the event and there was no guest that was there that i didn't expect well and it was made up of five people basically because it was Natalie Pinkham, who hosted it, Landon Norris, Daniel Ricardo, Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren, and um, Andreas, team principal McLaren. So I didn't really get surprised by anyone there. Maybe they were talking about that part when, which I'll get to later, when Lando and Daniel went to a music studio in the groove. But nevertheless, nothing was really surprising because when I saw the teasers on Instagram, I thought, oh my God, who are they bringing in? At one point, I was like, oh, are they bringing in like a big musician 
they did have an awarding artist helping land on Daniel, but it wasn't so exciting. And then the other bummer was the fact that the car wasn't there in the flesh. <laughs> Is that what you say? Maybe I'm speaking like at a low volume because it's one fifty-eight a.m. My body's kind of, you know, in the mood for sleeping, but I want to podcast. But the car was in there. We just saw a video of the car because apparently the car was in Silverstone from some other filming that I think will take place that we will see later on. So probably this is like a teaser launch of sorts. So there's probably going to be another event. That's what I think, but I'm not sure. But anyway, let me walk you through what happened exactly. So Natalie Pinkham hosted the event i love natalie bingham i even listened to our podcast in the pink one way for me to show you how much i love natalie is without telling you that i love natalie is when i make this sound if you love natalie you understand what that means but anyway natalie pinkham hosted the show and she opened the show with a video of you know, the history of McLaren. I didn't know McLaren had been around for 60 years. That seems like a pretty, pretty long time. And after the video, we got to see the drivers, the big drivers in McLaren, Aiton Senna, the big guys who have driven, uh, who have raced with McLaren. And then it ended with, I think, London Norris. And then London Norris drove into the boulevard in a McLaren, a black McLaren car. Now, I'm not so conversant with which type that car was, but... Um, it was a black McLaren car and he parked it um, just close to the stage. It was actually in the stage but not in front of the camera. At, at a point we got to see that Kim get out of the black McLaren and then he walked into the stage to where Natalie Pinkham was seated. And there was, I love the fact that there was a good distance between the guests on the show because of the COVID coronavirus. So the show was, the event was filmed bearing, in, bearing the COVID protocols in mind which is something I do truly appreciate because I lost um, a family member to COVID and I've lost, my dad has lost a good number of friends to COVID. So I do really feel (laughs) the need for people to actually take it seriously. But yes, and then there was a big screen behind Natalie Pingham and then London Norris when he had just arrived. And that screen showed us about 91 VIP mclaren users i think there were the mclaren vip guests for the event and they had i think they were zooming in for the show not zooming in but they were watching the show live and we got to see them on that huge screen in the background and london Norris arrived on stage he came dressed in a mclaren is it a sweater a jumper a jumper without a hood what is that called and usual black jeans, the jumper without a hood, which I call a sweater in a way, but it has a zipper at the front running from the neck down to the torso area. And the upper part of the jumper of the jumper was papaya and then the lower part was black. I don't know if that gives you vision a visual of what Lando looked like and he had on um sneakers. You know, I don't really know what men's shoes are. To me all of them are sneakers or they're sneakers. So he had on some sneakers, black jeans and that sweater that I just described. And he came onto the stage and we were excited and the people on the VIP McLaren users got to wave and say hello to him and he also said hello to them. It was a pretty nice thing. And they talked about him being the youngest British Formula One driver, youngest British podium finisher, 
when it comes to driving you get the point he's the youngest british driver who had ever gotten a podium and he talked about how he's i think growing up more in mclaren and you know changing teammates and what that feels for him and he talked about how he's getting more okay it seemed like he was talking about how he's getting more in control of his himself and leading through one thing i noticed throughout the show is that lando doesn't really enjoy being told he's young i kind of feel like he doesn't really enjoy being reminded that he's 21 years of age and i was like okay that's okay and then a few minutes later daniel ricardo was announced still by Natalie Bingham, and then he came on stage in a black McLaren as well. He parked right beside where the Londoners had parked, just close to the stage. And then he got out of the car, and he actually forgot to turn off the car lights. And that's when Londoners was like, oh, you forgot to turn off the car lights. And then he was like, oh, they turned themselves off. Now, I don't know if the car lights do turn themselves off, but eventually they were off. So I don't know if that's a special McLaren feature. Feature, sorry. And... Of course, Daniel was so excited. He's always happy. And he was dressed the same as Londoners was dressed like I described earlier. And he sat, uh, I think, let me see, I'm just picturing it. He sat probably to the right of Natalie Pinkham. And then Londoners sat to the left. Or was it the other way around? But you get the image. It was almost a semicircle. And behind them was this giant screen showing the McLaren VIP guests who were watching the show. So there was a conversation, it was an interview, short interview between Natalie Pinkham, London Norris and Daniel Ricardo. And one of the things he asked Daniel Ricardo, I asked him, why did you come to McLaren? And he made a joke and said, because papaya looks good on me. I was like, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. But seriously, on a serious note, um, he said something and, and I quote him. He says, as a kid, I grew up with two teams, Italian background Ferrari and McLaren. I firstly purchased a McLaren road car, but I was at Red Bull, so I had to keep it undercover. End of quote. Hmm, interesting. So he did love McLaren from way back. And, you know, the thing that I love is that he purchased a McLaren car. It was like, oh, McLaren cars are always expensive. So he was rich from the start, which is pretty good. It's not a bad thing. And <laughs> and then, yeah, so Daniel Ricardo has been a big fan of McLaren for a while. And I got to realize that he's actually entering his 11th season in Formula One. And I think he does have that kind of, he has that pressure on himself to, you know, get more podiums, to win more and probably get the championship because he talked a lot about getting the championship. And now he feels like, I think he does feel like, oh, my time, I've spent so much time in the sport. I should, you know, get it. That's the kind of pressure that you get. Um, on yourself that's the thing one time my sister was telling me I, my sister my little sister loves formula one and she was telling me she was telling me that oh my god carlos Sainz should stop saying he works harder than any other f1 driver and i was like why she's like do you watch a lot of carlos Sainz jr's videos he keeps saying i work harder than any other f1 driver i work harder than any other f1 driver but when you see his results he does perform well but when you keep saying something like that and you're up to you know like number one number one number one it and that kind of creates a bad contrast between the two. And so she was saying the same thing. It's like, oh, Daniel has talked about winning the championship for a long, long time. And if what happens if he doesn't actually get it? Will he get depressed? Because I'm also going to bring in Sebastian Vettel here. Sebastian Vettel has four world championships. But the fact that he didn't get a fifth championship just weighed 
heavily on him and he looked so sad he just it was he wasn't the sebastian veto that we're used to so anyway back to where we started from daniel ricardo hopefully gets more wins this season and you know is a bit of pressure is the pressure of him and he can you know get back to being he's still a happy daniel ricardo but i just don't want him to go down the road that sebastian veto went down you know, not that Sebastian Vettel went down a wrong road, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, mid through the interview, we also got to see Daniel Ricardo's nephew come on and he wished him good luck, I think, and he sent him kisses and he sent him love and it was a beautiful moment. His lit his nephew, I think his nephew's called Isaac, and then after that we were shown a clip of Daniel's mom and dad wishing him all the best in McLaren. It was a pretty sweet moment and he was like oh you guys will make me cry but i won't cry and then he was like um it's been the longest time he has he has been away from his family and it has been hard but so yeah that's very much it. i don't know what to say but yeah i don't know i wish they kind of put in lando norris's parents as well i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking it but i would have loved to see not, not, not just because daniel has just come to the team but you can also put Lando Norris's parents or family I don't know it's just me thinking randomly I thought that would have been nice but then again I don't know why Daniel has taken a long time without seeing his parents maybe because of the strict COVID protocol protocols followed in Australia but Daniel moves around if you've seen his Instagram he has been everywhere he's been everywhere in the U.S. he's before that in 2020 was I used to see him in Austria um different parts of europe so he does move around and i do understand that athletes do have special privileges when it comes to traveling because if you move if you're an athlete and you move like i don't know, i think like a world-class athlete you can move between continents and not actually do that whole quarantine thing as long as you've been in a bubble athletes do have that privilege so i thought it would be easier for him to like kind of meet his parents because when he moved when he came from california he had been living in california i think in january to when he was living in california and then he just came to the uk he didn't do any um quarantining as far as i'm concerned because he was in some sort of special bubble as an athlete anyway after that mini interview we were shown a video of daniel ricardo and london norris at the british groove studios no they're not called the british groove studios i think they're the groove studios in britain <laughs> something i like got but yes he visit they visited a studio and there was an award-winning artist whose name I have forgotten. I don't know why, probably because it's 2 a.m. in the morning as I filmed this. But they visited the studio and they were trying to make an anthem for McLaren. It was a pretty interesting sight. Now, we obviously all know, if you've been a fan of Daniel Ricciardo, you know how much Daniel Ricciardo loves to sing and to rap and to drum. And Okay, he just loves to sing and to rap, honestly. So... There was a lot of singing that was going on. Not a lot, but a bit of singing. Just, you know, the small parts of a of a song here and there. And then there was a little bit of rapping. They did get they went to to the studio and entered studio booths and did um what is it called? I don't know what it's called, but they sang and they rapped a bit. Oh, I feel like Daniel Ricardo raps very slow. But that's okay. He's very fast on the Formula One track. <laughs> and that's okay. And then I realized 
Londoners actually plays the guitar very very well he played Londoners got to play the electronic I think it was electronic guitar but he played it beautifully and in fact the other band members that were in the studio at the point joined Londoners and actually played uh, the, the other instruments in the band alongside Lando who was playing the guitar and it sounded beautiful while that was happening um Daniel Ricardo was holding they called shakers this this thing you hold in one hand and you just, you know, shake your hand and make some weird noise. But that's what he was shaking. And at the end, Lando Norris played the triangle before signing out. And then it we were taken back to the studio to where Natalie Pinkham was seated with Daniel Ricardo and London Norris. And in fact, at the end of the video, Lando said he had ordered a drum set because he's actually committed to this music thing. Well, I thought he would have ordered for a guitar because he was pretty good at the guitar in the studio. And then when Daniel was asked, because in the video, Daniel kept saying, oh, he would love to join a band. When Daniel was asked whether he'd love to join a band, he said, yeah, he, he would love to, but you know, it's probably a fantasy. It's just something that he said, I remember what he said, he was like, you know, it's like when you sing in the shower and you feel like, oh, you sound so good. But then when you actually listen to yourself singing in the shower, it's horrible. He was like, yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like joining a band would be so good, but I'm not actually sure I can do a band. Something along those lines. Yeah, and we actually didn't get to hear the final song that they made in the studio. We just got to hear clips and clips. Probably we'll see the full studio version on a McLaren and boxed you know how mclaren does it and then it was time for some q and I remember there was a lady on twitter who was tweeting you guys i just want to ask i just want i think uh, a um a guest pass to watch the mclaren unveiling and ask daniel ricardo a question i don't know what question to ask him please give me a question but i don't know i think one question i'd ask daniel ricardo is that given the fact that you have italian background an italian background Whenever you've raced at Monza, does that kind of feel like a home Grand Prix to you? And then I would also ask whether his coach, Michael Italiano, has Italian has an Italian background to him because of his last name. I have been asking everyone literally, like, is Michael Italiano Italian? I just don't know why. Because of his last name, it's probably a weird thing. But yeah, that's his um, performance coach and trainer. Anyway, so... Um, one of the ladies asked Daniel Ricardo whether he's told um Londoners some Aussie slang, and Daniel was, and Daniel said he's actually going to teach uh, London some Aussie slang. I think the first thing oh on set he told him, he told him how to say good day, good day mate, the thing Australians say a lot, and London learned it there and then, and then another person who came on to ask the drivers a question was Lando Norris's former mechanic and he asked whether Lando Norris still falls out of his seat while in a race track <laughs> but be, the reason as to why the story behind why he asked that question was the fact that uh, back in the day before I think Lando was a full F1 driver the way big not as big as he is now um he would go out on the racetrack and he was tiny and he was like oh you guys I don't fit in the seat sometimes I feel like I'm going to fall out when the wind pushes the car or as they take a corner or something and so what they decided to do they velcroed him into the formula one seat so he wouldn't fly out of the car so that was a joke yeah anyway after that we got to see the mclaren 
2021 f1 car the unveiling happened now it was a, another video as well because i told you at the beginning of the podcast that we didn't get to see the car in flesh i don't think you say that but we didn't actually get to see the car there 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 and the event because it was in silverstone getting ready for some other i don't know work or preparation or something but yes yeah, so we got to see a video of daniel Ricardo, Ricciardo, ah, is that how you say it with an Italian accent? Daniel Ricciardo, Ricciardo, with, <laughs> I probably butchered that, with London Norris, in their full McLaren um, racing suit. They went, they unveiled the car, we saw the car, and my first instinct was like, oh my god, this could pass for the 2020 McLaren car. It looks the same. It looks the same. And alongside them, another person was in the videos. They unveiled the cow was James, who is a McLaren engineer. And they talked about how not so much about the car had changed because I t- I've been talking about this a lot, a lot on my podcast because of the r- new F1 rules that say in 2021, the car shouldn't be de- developed too much. In fact, you only had two tokens to develop your car. So you could use a token on developing maybe say, um, one part of the car and the second talking to develop the other part of the car so there wasn't much to develop because of that freezing on car development that was set by f1 if you don't know why that was said you should listen to my previous podcast i really explained that and i don't want to explain here here in depth so the car looks like the 2020 f1 mclaren car so if you missed out on seeing that you didn't miss if you missed out on watching this mclaren unveiling just picture the 2020 car. That's what the McLaren 2021 car looks like. Although it does have a new, it does, it has a new engine. It's a Mercedes engine. And they're different. There's some parts in it that had a few changes. For example, the brake darts were narrower. And then the car had less, less flooring at the back. But And then the rear changed a little bit. And I think that's pretty much it where I noticed. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Besides... We saw London Norris's car because the car had the number four on it. So that's pretty much what happened. And we did see that now the video was cut again after we saw the car. And then um, Zach Brown, CEO McLaren, as well as Andreas, team principal of McLaren, were on stage as well. And they were interviewed and talked about their you know, the things they expect to see in this coming season and all that stuff. And they talked and talked. It wasn't so much talk, but they talked. <laughs> and I think I'm getting sleepy. And yeah, the event ended. It was so short. But what I got to see, we got to see the car, which is something I wanted to see for a long time. And I actually realized that the car does look exactly like a 2020 car. Now, the thing is, the 2020 car and the 2021 car both look alike, but they will definitely perform differently. I hope they give McLaren a very good competitive advantage over the other teams. And I hope to see them thrive. So far, when I saw, when I thought, when I saw, I was going to say when I thought, when I saw Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo on stage, the banter between them, it was a bit, um, I think it's like that stage when you meet someone for the first time and you're getting to know them. That's how it felt. Not that they were uncomfortable with each other, but 
the banter Lando and Carlos Sainz had was different from the one that Lando and Daniel had today. And I'm not saying they should be the same because these are two different people and two different relationships. But hopefully they get closer. That would be nice. I don't know. I just hope they get closer and, you know, race each other out on the tracks but still have a good working relationship behind the scenes. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. That's pretty much what happened to yesterday at the McLaren F1 car unveiling. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed it, make sure you leave a review. It does help a lot. And subscribe to the channel if you have not. Please do and share with your friends wherever. And don't forget that there's more Formula 1 news coming your way every week. I do post a new podcast. And there are other old podcasts that you can listen to that will entertain you. I've been doing a series of podcasts answering most Google questions and Formula One. So you could look out for those and listen in and enjoy. But as I sign out, if you'd love to get in touch, don't hesitate. My telephone number is plus two five six seven seven eight nine six five hundred three. Or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. My handles are at ZF1 Amateur. On Twitter, my handle is at Formula One Amateur. I'll be more than glad to hear from you. Or if you'd love to send an email, my email address is theformulaoneamateur at gmail.com. Thank you for listening in.